are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Monday to recap the weekend. Two games for your New Orleans Pelicans. They go one in one. A pretty rough loss-ish against the Denver Nuggets, and then a solid enough win over the Dallas Mavericks. We'll recap both of those. There's a theme between both of those. Zion is awesome. And then we'll take a look at tonight's game against the Boston Celtics and what this one could mean for your New Orleans Pelicans. So let's dive into it in today's edition of Locked on Pels. Today's edition of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. So on Friday, the Pelicans fell to the Denver Nuggets 113-108, a game where the Pelicans had a double-digit lead. Let me Stop me if you heard this one before, right? In the fourth quarter with a couple of minutes remaining, and oh, hey, look, the Denver Nuggets came back to win in New Orleans Blue, that double-digit lead. That is 12 times now this season that they have let that happen. If you were to even just give them four more wins based off of that, the Pelicans would solidly be in the seventh seed in the Western Conference based on just getting a third of the 12 that they have blown away. If you do half of that, okay, well, they're still in the seventh seed, but you got to get the idea. They easily could have a different looking season if they were to close games in the clutch. And I thought that the story of this one wasn't so much blowing a fourth quarter lead like we know this team does that right like that's kind of their thing it's also as we've said and David Griffin spoke to the media on Friday a a mark of a young team to what degree this team is young I think you can kind of ask you know this Brandon Ingram's fifth year in the league you're not really a young player even if age-wise you are anymore when you start to hit that point but Zion's basically still in his, his first year second year Nikhil's young. He started in this game in place of the injured Lonzo Ball is still out with that hip. Uh, You also have Jackson Hayes getting minutes. A lot of other young guys getting minutes. Maybe they just don't really know how to close games out. You know, it's kind of a time will tell if it's still two seasons from now and this is happening. It's going to be a rough thing for New Orleans. But what this game really showed that if you were to ever wonder who the best player on the Pelicans is and Last season, it was Brandon Ingram. He was the all-star. I think to start this year, and I even said it, we all said Brandon Ingram's the best player on the team, not Zion Williamson. As much as I love B.I., that debate is done and dead, and Zion Williamson is easily the best player on this team. I I don't think it's particularly close. Zion in this one had a career-high 39 points alongside 10 rebounds, all of those defensive, by the way alongside five assists and three turnovers, also had a steal and two blocks. He was 16 of 19 from the field, one of one from three, and six of seven from the free throw line. 16 of 19, 84.2%. There's there's no stopping him whatsoever, and this is going to be a theme when we talk about the Mavericks game in the next segment. But here's the thing. The Dallas, not Dallas Mavericks, sorry, Denver Nuggets, 
really focused their defense on Brandon Ingram. He had an okay first quarter, and then immediately after that, basically just kind of fell apart because of the doubles and different coverages that the Denver Nuggets were throwing at him. He had eight points in the first quarter on three of seven shooting. Over the whole game, Brandon Ingram finished with 13 points, had five points the rest of the way. For five of 17 shooting, that's under 30%, though he was three of six from deep, and finished with five assists. They keyed in on him and effectively removed him from the game. Have you ever seen someone effectively remove, or at least recently, remove Zion from the game? No, because you can't do it. And that's why these guys are different players and why Zion is the best player on this team and everyone else to him around him is complimentary, including Brandon Ingram. And while I'm not saying trade B.I., clearly these two guys can coexist, right? We've seen it. It's, it's been proven at this point. When he becomes not that other star or more of a complimentary player, if you need to include him in a trade, you include him in a trade, is all I'm trying to say with that. Not saying that's going to happen, but I don't think he's necessarily untouchable on this team, particularly with how eye-opening it was that Denver just kind of schemed him out, deed him out, and you have Zion Williamson there who you can't do that to. And that's kind of what Zion did in, you know, it's kind of what happened to the Pelicans in this one. There were usual suspects in this loss too. Turnovers weren't good for New Orleans. That led to a lot of easy points for the Denver Nuggets. Um, But really it was more Brandon Ingram not there towards the end of the game. And it was Zion who scored the final eight points for New Orleans and just didn't get any help. And that's why the Denver Nuggets went on a 24-8 run. Defense wasn't there too, but you got to score more than that. And a couple more points probably swing this game in the favor of your New Orleans Pelicans. But Zion's unstoppable. And you saw that in this one, just doing whatever he wanted, scoring wherever he wanted. And it's, it's just like really a sight to behold. I don't know how else to say it. You know, you don't really have enough superlatives for him because he's that good. He took one shot outside of the restricted area, one, and it was a three that he made. It was great. Now, it's just maximizing everything else, including coaching, because in this game, it was a little weird that basically the Pelicans ran a seven-man rotation, knowing that this was the front night of a back-to-back. I mean, clearly it worked because they beat Dallas, but... A little bit confusing there from Stan Van Gundy and, you know, some of the minutes and and everything. This one, Jackson Hayes only getting seven minutes and other problems with that. Um, But overall, this was was a Zion night. And it's just really upsetting to waste a 39-point performance, a career high from him. It reminds me of those games where Anthony Davis would go off for 50. Did it on opening night against Denver one year. And the Pelicans still lost despite that like Herculean effort from him. And New Orleans needs to stop throwing these games away when Zion is just popping off. Because these are the games that you should win. But Zion being awesome is going to be a theme. And you're going to hear about it in the next segment because he did again against the Dallas Mavericks in a win. Let's take a look at that one and why it was different from this Denver Nuggets game. Because it definitely was in the fourth quarter and down the stretch. Before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Plus, they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And they have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds you could want. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. 
On. Promo code locked on for free money. That's all you need to know right there. So go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So the next game against the Dallas Mavericks was similar but different. This is Dallas without Luka Doncic and Kripstaps Porzingis. So keep that in mind. And they're not, say, the best team in the league even with them. They're 23 and 21. They've been in and out of the lineup at times throughout the, the year. But they were both missing in action for this one. So this should be an easy win for New Orleans, right? Well, to, to some degree it was. Zion was awesome again in the Pelicans' 112-103 win, but I wonder if that final score is a little bit... It should have been a little bit closer, maybe. But New Orleans did deserve this win. They went out and got this win, so credit to them. You can only beat the team in front of you. Wasn't as convincing as you'd like it to be. Probably a sign of you know how competitive and exactly where this team is. But Zion, awesome. 38 points on the night, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. He was 12 of 18 from the free throw line. 18 is a ton, and I love that. Got to make more than 12. He was also 13 of 20. Still Not as good as the night before where he shot basically 85%, 84%, but still shot 65% from the field and wrapped to 38 points. Pretty good night of work. And more, most importantly, he closed the game out. He... Scored or assisted on the Pelicans' final 14 points. The scoring you can do, they've just got to not not get him the ball, right, in the fourth quarter and let him go to work and let him eat, feed Zion, as we've been saying, because this is what he does. He scores. You need other guys to make shots and convert, and they did down the stretch, and that that might be the biggest thing for New Orleans. From part of the second quarter on, New Orleans was in a fight with the Dallas Mavericks throughout this game. And they never really went away till the very end when New Orleans just finally shut the door on them. But Zion scoring 13 points in the fourth quarter and dishing out three assists is exactly what you need to close the door on a team. And New Orleans won the third quarter 32-25. to There you go. Basically your margin of victory, more or less, in this one. So... That's what you wanted to see out of the team. Other guys making some shots. They don't need to do a ton, right? You know, you had Brandon Ingram in the fourth quarter with four points. Nikhil Alexander-Walker played almost the entirety of the fourth, scored nine points. Kyra Lewis Jr. had a bucket. Willie, Billy Hernan Gomez, sorry, had a bucket and an and one uh, and went to the free throw line. That's what you want to see out of these guys. They got it done by making some shots, all because it came from Zion. The world revolves around him when he's on the basketball court, as it should. He was awesome in this one. And so here's, so the clutch stuff, the fourth quarter stuff is different from the game against the Denver Nuggets. But the real difference is this. Dallas was doing everything they could to try and stop Zion Williamson. He got the ball above the three-point line, about six feet above the three-point line. And they doubled him. They double teamed him. Above the three-point line. Zion doesn't have a jumper. You do that to Steph Curry, right? Because you're terrified of him just ripping a three that you know he can make. You don't do that on a guy like Russell Westbrook. You give him space. You dare him to shoot. But you don't do that against Zion Williamson. They doubled him. Like 40 feet from the basket. 
a big man. You no, know, he's a big man who plays like a guard and fundamentally I think is a guard and you've heard this a lot recently and you're going to continue to hear it because it's right. He's a guard. But they doubled him 40 feet from the basket. The Dallas Mavericks, thank you, Sam, for pointing this out to me on Twitter, tweeted out like a, oh, strong, strong rejection on Zion by, I, I forget who it was on the Dallas Mavericks that was, uh, that blocked his shot after he was fouled. The highlight they posted was of their players fouling Zion Williamson and not letting him score. That's how freaking good this dude is. That's how terrified the rest of the league is of him. That's absolutely, absolutely insane that they did that. They posted a foul. They were doubling him. And he still put up 38 points in this one. There's a difference between him and B.I. there. And they're different players. This isn't necessarily a knock on B.I. But the Nuggets schemed B.I. out of the game, played defense on him so that he didn't really show up. The Dallas Mavericks schemed for Zion. Tried to play defense so that he wouldn't show up, and he still did. If there's a question about who the best player on the team is, and will be like forever going forward as long as these two guys are here, it's Zion Williamson. Uh, the the Pelicans, and I think Andrew Lopez does it too, is like, oh, another 20-point game for Zion Williamson. we got to stop being excited about 20-point games for Zion Williamson. That's like just him breathing air at this point, I think. The guy is so good. Other notes from this game, by the way, Nikhil Alexander-Walker starting in place of Lonzo Ball again, injured. He was good. 20 points on the night from him, 7 of 17 shooting, 6 of 10 from deep, 5 rebounds, just 1 assist, though that 1 assist was to Zion Williamson. He got it going early with his scoring. Usually you see Brandon Ingram or Zion kind of kicking things off for New Orleans, but it was... Nikhil, who was the hot hand in this one, and then he kind of wrote it, and it seemed to get his other teammates up to his level. Love to see that. Kyra Lewis Jr. off the bench, six of seven from the field, including five assists. He was great. Defense foul trouble was there, particularly in the second quarter when you saw the Dallas Mavericks get back into this one. As New Orleans can't really figure it out fully on the defense, though they're improved from the beginning of the year, they're not that much improved that you feel comfortable with him on that side of the ball, and that's really what allowed Dallas to get back in. But he is showing some promise too. Eric Bledsoe, who did play in this one 36 minutes, actually had a good game, so credit where credit's due, though I don't think you need to see much of him going forward. And I didn't do a segment on this. I should have on Friday after the trade deadline of like things that we now want to look at, and maybe we'll do that later this week. The like, number one thing is no, like very little, minimal Eric Bledsoe, but I can't deny he was good in this game, but also not against Luka Doncic or Kristaps Porzingis, so, you know, what's it kind of say? Um, so there you go. It was really just another Zion night. Nice to see this team really close it out and Zion be the focal point of everything, dishing assists, scoring when he needed to, other guys converting shots. Man, Zion, the, the court gravity to see what some of the coverages the Dallas Mavericks were throwing at him, the doubles so far from the basket. Just wild to see what, what we're witnessing with this guy who's just such a unique player. And Zion, after the game, basically says, like, I, I, I don't really pattern myself after Shaq or anyone else. I'm Zion. I want to be the first Zion. I want to be the best Zion. I want to be this unique player that I am. He's a guard in that kind of body doing things we've never seen a guy with that size and strength do before. And it's, it's just really, really something to watch.
So coming up, it's game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Boston Celtics. I want to, I want to talk about these two teams' situations, too, because I, I was thinking about something over the weekend with them. It involves first-round picks. You can probably guess where I'm going with it, but that's coming up here next on Locked on Pelicans. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. It's Built Bar Madness. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-in-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar covered with 100% real chocolate on all of the bars. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup still the same one as the end of last week. It is Coconut Brownie Chunk versus Caramel Brownie. Coconut Brownie Chunk is my favorite to win the whole thing. It's light, it's airy, it's got like bits of like brownie in there, but somehow this thing is still healthy for you. These Built Bars are just absolutely delicious. You've got to give them a try. There's more protein in them, there's fewer calories in them than other bars on the market, and they just taste better. You don't need to eat the terrible tasting protein bar. You can eat ones that you actually enjoy eating, and that's definitely going to be Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order over at BuiltBar.com, and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com. It's basically impossible for chain stores to stock all the parts you need for your vehicle or all of the different makes and models out there. And when you go in, you're going to endure just pointless conversation with the counter person about what parts they have. They're going to pull up whatever they have in their system. It may or may not fit your car. And you're just going to walk out of there with a disappointing experience. I told you guys last week about the really bad experience I had with one of the chain stores where I needed to get something that day. Ordered it online, went to go do in-store pickup. They didn't actually have it, and they basically refused to refund my money. It it was the weirdest thing and just awful. And I'm never going to shop at that store again because you just don't need to do stuff like that. Like that's the thing. Rockauto.com is going to take care of you and they're going to give you the lowest prices possible, the best customer service. You just don't need to worry about a bad experience. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Literally everything you could need. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks to deliver directly to your door. Their catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Because best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. It's true. And same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Do not spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now that the trade deadline is over, it's time to focus on the NBA draft. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast, scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. So wrapping up today's show, got a little bit longer than I, than I meant to, basically talking about how awesome Zion Williamson is, but it is a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans. They take on the disappointing Boston Celtics at 23-23. and 23. Boston with like a middle-of-the-pack team. They really needed to try and remake themselves at the trade deadline, and they just didn't do it. They're 12th on offense, 22nd on defense. New Orleans certainly should have a chance 
in this one, though. They just played a back-to-back set, and they beat Boston. Then they followed that up by beating OKC. That's not saying a whole lot. Uh, So they're coming in on a two-game winning streak led by some of the young guys that you know. Jason Tatum, 25 points per game. Jalen Brown, 25 points per game as well, along with Kemba Walker at 18. And then Marcus Smart coming in at 13. Points per game. They so like I'm less interested in the actual game itself. I think New Orleans has a chance to grab this one on the road after a pretty road weary and kind of beaten up at times Boston Celtics team. But what's interesting is to look at their situations. Boston, who you know should be in the Eastern Conference title contention every year, doesn't even look like that this year. There's like clearly a second tier, and they're kind of a middle of the pack team in that second tier in the Eastern Conference behind Philadelphia and Brooklyn, and they shouldn't be. And they had the assets to not be, and that's where I think this gets really, really interesting to look at. And so we've all heard the jokes, right? Danny Ainge came really close to Vucevic. He came really close to Aaron Gordon. He was really close to Anthony Davis. Anytime there's a big name player on the market, he's really, really close to him with all of those picks that he has and everything, right? And then just never manages to get a deal done. And so when you heard a lot of people clamoring for the Pelicans, to some degree, myself included, to make a deal at the deadline, David Griffin, go out and get Aaron Gordon, go out and get Vucevic, or someone do something, right? It's because of guys like Danny Ainge that people want to see moves get made because all of those picks that he's had have turned into actual first-round picks or just guys they don't use. And it's never turned into the super-duper star that they were hoping it was going to be. You know, they, they moved some of it to get Kyrie Irving. That was good, but didn't end up working out. And they've never been able to kind of recreate some of that and have the success winning an NBA championship or even making the finals that they probably were expecting with a war chest of assets, good young players, all of that stuff. And it's it never materialized. And now Danny Ainge, to a degree, isn't bad at his job, but is a bit of a running joke on NBA Twitter. You know, tale as old as time, right? Danny Ainge coming close to a big trade. And so with that, you look at New Orleans and go, okay, you don't want to fall into that trap of having all these Bucks and Lakers picks and anything else that the team acquires too. And then actually having to draft players with that because those picks instantly lose value when they become actual players. So hopefully in the near future, and I mean near near enough future, I guess, you, you see them move some of those picks for something better, whether it's to really trade up in the draft, whether it's to swing for a superstar and get an established guy in the door here in New Orleans. You don't want to end up with where Boston is, where, you know, really talented team, but really missing that next piece to take them to the next level and unable to get a deal done. And those picks are starting to run out for them. They're not going to have those, a war chest of assets that, you know, really much anymore going forward. They need to kind of, figure you know you had your chance and you almost wasted it to a degree and so are they stuck as this perennial playoff team that's just not good enough and it does look like that to some degree not saying it is but a little bit it's a scary concept and not a great spot that you want to be in and definitely not a spot the pelicans want to be in so go beat boston tell them they did it all wrong and then griff after this season go make a big move so there you go that's that's the preview for tonight's game All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.